0: Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Something's happened. Something has absolutely happened in this town. There's just too
1: much little crap for something not to have happened. And I'm about had enough of shit town and the things that goes on.
0: The mountain climber is going to move one step for every dollar you missed the prize. That's right, Diane. I'm going to sit down, too. Just going to take some time Sit down here, Clint.
2: Just, just sit here with me and relax, because we'll know when it happens. We'll hear it.
0: We'll hear it. It's going to take a little time, but... He's still singing, so he's still... Singing along, though. There he goes. You said $350. The price of the watch was what? $25. You missed it. $325. Man, Too, bad. Bad. Too bad. Yes, Glenn. <laughs> Showcase Showdown next.
1: Ty
2: Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblan.
0: This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on
2: the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles
0: per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me.
2: So guys, I got a mystery. Alright.
1: we're always up for a mystery.
2: We love Clue. So, in my pasture, which is small, you know, I have no animals right now. Okay. And it is all horse panel, except for the, the gate, which is, you know,
3: kind of the, I don't know, the channel, you know, it's yeah, not. Yeah,
2: Some Something could get through the gaps mm-hmm. in
3: it. But at certain times of night, you can see an odd shadow out there.
2: Right. Well, I went out the other day, and I only keep part of it mowed, so it's probably about thigh high in the grass, and there was a big section laid down, probably about 10 by 5.
3: In right? a ritualistic sort of way? No,
2: not like a crop circle or anything, but obviously something had bedded down in this tall Bermuda. And then today, I was walking along on one of the sections that is mowed, and there was a giant turd. And I have a picture of it for you to look at. Okay.
3: No tracks or anything no around tracks. there? No
2: tracks. This is just flat, and it's dry, yes. so there's no... I mean, you anything.
3: got yourself a hobo problem.
2: Well, let's take a look at this picture. <laughs> Drifter <here>. problem. <laughs> and if they wanted to, there's an empty, and it's not abandoned, but it's just not used, barn behind me outside of my property on the other section. I mean, there could be hobos living in there. I mean, yeah. but there's, noth- there's no reason for them to leave that dry barn to come... Shit in your pasture. Sleep out in my pasture.
3: Unless they're using that as a bedroom for some privacy.
2: So, I have it next to my boot. Don't swipe. (laughs) No, seriously, don't swipe.
3: (laughs) Boy, Heavy is really examining that close. It's
1: got a high fiber content, whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. That's a good size...
2: Okay.
3: Are you Are you guessing human?
2: No, no. No,
3: I don't think it's human. Let me take a I look think it, at this thing. I think it's pig. Hmm.
2: Now Ty is examining the said, photographic evidence.
3: Said turd. Yeah, I think heavy could be right. I mean, it's large.
2: It's large, and and pig was
3: my thought too. I mean, it it's as close to that as anything else I can think of.
2: Because I do have hobo behind I mean, me.
3: I I think from that you don't rule out hobo.
2: I mean, it, it's possible it could be human, but I agree it does have a very high fiber content. There are hogs back behind me, but
1: there's a picture of a hog turd <laughs> as
3: he rolls happened, up his sleeve and shows his happened, tattoo. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm. I think it's is probably some uh, it's a hog. So I don't see any rooting evidence on my land.
3: Yeah. So, but you think they might be bedding down I know right there back behind me? But, but you'd think if I mean if they were bedding down out there that you'd. Find some other sign.
2: Yeah, and I don't have any of that. Yeah, you'd think you'd see some rooting. And there's tons of rooting back behind me, so I don't know why, and I don't know where they're getting in. Yeah, because for that size, it had to be a good sized pig. Uh, it could get through that gate. I know, but that gate's distal to where they're bedding down. Oh, Okay. At. So I don't know. It's it may be sasquatch.
3: You need to get yourself a trail cam out there. Probably so. Probably be so interesting. Get a shot of a couple of hobos, hobos taking a, <laughs> taking a dump in your pasture. <laughs>
2: hobos butt-fucking in my pasture. <laughs> <laughs> that one's free, kids. You can take that one. Uh. All right, well, this is Can You Hear Me, the podcast where guys make jokes about hobos. And I am Gustave Monteblanc.
3: I am Tyronius Webb.
2: And I am the one and only Heavy Longmire. You can reach us at Pod at gmail.com if you'd like to email us your pictures, of Hobo Poo or, or can, Hog Poo. Or Hog Poo. And you can always find us on Twitter. I am at RealGustav.
3: I am at TiWeb3000.
1: You can find me at LongmireHeavy.
2: And we're all over social media anywhere else. All so over. Just find us. Look for Can You Hear Me Pod and you will get us.
3: We're extremely active in the social media community. Yes,
2: we are extremely active <laughs> in social media. <laughs> Brad, uh, a few weeks ago, asked me ways to help promote the podcast for his, and I sent him like a full detailed email with all these things that I try to do to get us out there. And he's like, holy shit, you did too much. Don't do that again. You know, don't help me because Brad doesn't <laughs> like help. Right. He'll ask for it, but then he doesn't want it. You yeah. Know? Doesn't know what to do with it.
3: Classic Brad
2: move. Classic Brad. Yes.
1: Classic Brad. <laughs> you got anything? <laughs> Um, well, I know yes. we had, uh, Classic all three of us had, it's been a few weeks and we said, yeah, we're, let's kind of talk about it for a little bit, not do a rundown, rundown of it, but just tell our thoughts about the S-Town podcast.
2: Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Did you finish it,
1: Ty?
3: I did. Yeah. I liked it. It was really good. Any My, other thoughts?
1: <laughs> My wife just, w- one day she was like, oh, you got to listen to this. This is and it, like, just come out, like, the day before. And she's, like, on a anything NPR, she finds relatively quickly. sweaty balls? And, uh, yeah. And, uh, so she listened to it like, two days. She's like, yeah, you need to listen. It's, you'll like it. And uh, so I finally got around to it. And it took me a while to get through it all.
2: Yeah, because you were kind of, I won't say off-put, but it, it kind of
1: puts you in a funk, didn't it? Yeah. After that first episode, I was like, damn, that's... I f- that hurt me when, it, and there's going to be spoilers in this if you hadn't listened to it. Yeah, when when he died, I was like, damn, that just kind of I wasn't expecting that. Right, I wasn't expecting it yet. Right,
3: was it first episode? No, yeah. I'm saying it was first second. Yes, it was
1: two. It was the end of I, the first. One. I thought it was, like thought was the, the
3: end second. of the second. No. one. really, End of the first right. one. I'm well, it was
1: sure. early. I agree, it was early on.
2: I it was
3: know. early. Yeah,
2: I, I agree with you. I thought it was the second, but it was early, and I, I don't know if it. I don't it think it took me. One, I don't think it took me out of uh, took
1: me out of my, my normal happy go lucky self as much. Well and I found it hard not hard, but I was like, Well shit, why do I want to listen now? Because all the other and it's funny, me and my wife and brother talked about this, friends of hers that listened to it. All those characters in that seemed so to like some of our acquaintances so far fetched and like it's uh, these people are crazy we're like yeah that's normal
3: it felt very familiar yes, yes it that, felt that
2: very our
1: 903 up, that was our upbringing right there and so what happened after his suicide i was like well i mean man he was the story i mean right the all the other shit's just the typical shit that happens in when somebody small dies, town yeah small town America, you know, rural America. It was uh it was very interesting. He was a fascinating character.
3: Yeah, he was the I mean, while we grew up with a lot of unique people, even for small town and crazy small town stories, he was a fascinating, unique character. Yes. For yes. sure.
2: And he was he was extraordinary. And I, I know that we certainly grew up with some people that were um maybe un Blossom geniuses, probably. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of felt like that's kind of what he was. Mm-hmm. Although he did go off to college, but it, I don't know. Did he ever actually finish? I, I never think, got the... No. No, I don't, no. Think, no, I don't think so. But we certainly knew people that were underdeveloped as far as what the potential could have
1: been. But we certainly didn't know anybody exactly that had all those characteristics. I, right. I felt or like we that knew- smart. I mean, I'm thinking... I mean, there was... Maybe. Hell, I don't know. but Yeah. yeah he had a lot of... Extraordinary characteristics. Well,
2: I, I think of like, I think of like, and I'll bleep it. Right. Who's that smart? Well, that's true. But not that crazy. Right. Yeah.
3: He was kind of an amalgam of several different people that right. we knew yeah. growing up. Growing up, like I even thought about the some of the people that we knew that were adults when we were kids that you that looked borderline homeless but were secretly very wealthy. Yeah. True. I thought about a couple of those guys. Like it was kind of a collection of people that we grew up with that I thought kind of, you know, came together to make this one similar figure. Mm -hmm.
2: So yes, I did not feel that the characters were far fetched at all. Oh, it was very much. We could have known these people, Mm -hmm. especially all of the minor characters. Yeah. So every one of those rang true. Now I, I know some people thought that this might've been non or might've been fictional, yeah, I've I've heard I've complaints seen that. about
1: that. Yeah, I read some stuff online about that. And afterwards.
2: while I don't think it was fictional at all, having known, you know, not that what I do is anything special, but when I edit Us, if I had a whole bunch of audio, I could create the story that I want to create. Mm-hmm. So I did have kind of a problem with how, and factual's not the word, but how tinted it is. He had all this audio and he had the ability to construct it in whatever way he wanted to. Yeah. And when he, you know, chooses what to keep in and what to keep out, you're automatically creating your own narrative.
3: Well, right. and especially with somebody like John that offers you so much material yeah. to cull from. Right. I mean, and, you
2: and the the white trash guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyler and them. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. So, uh, the, you know, and I felt the whole thing just ended kind of like with, well, shit, that it was just like, all right, we're not, we're going to stop now. There was, I mean, nothing was resolved.
3: Well, I think like any good story, though, it did have some, there was some resolution and then some important issues that were left unresolved.
2: Well, I think there was, I think for something like this,
1: there was more unresolved than what I would have expected
3: maybe went not into expected
1: than what i went into it expecting i thought they were going to try to tie it in a nice little bow at the end or at least tie it up well enough to where you kind of knew right what
3: when it kind of did it kind of did a double reverse for you too on the expectations because starting out the expectation was that this was going to be a murder mystery and then that gets taken away and you realize pretty quick it's about it's a story that's gonna revolve around this one mm-hmm. magnificent character. And
2: then that character goes away. Right.
3: Then it takes another turn yeah. and it doesn't complete it 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 takes a turn while it's still a story about the character, but then it doesn't resolve all the issues that you thought you know you needed resolved about that that person, that yeah. character. Because yeah. I mean we still and some of those things, I mean, I feel like maybe you know, way down the road, some of that stuff will come to light, but some of those issues might never be known.
2: No. Oh, I, no. I Yeah. And I
1: feel sure most of them won't.
2: And I'm sure that they would probably like to be able to have a part two, but I don't know that they will. Yeah. I don't know that it'll ever...
3: I'll be surprised if they do. Yeah. For various reasons. But like, you know, like any good story, I mean, it's so character driven too, uh, though. Yes. I mean... I wanted to know so much more about so many of those characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I thought I know TC and was it TC and Travis? No, it's TC and Justin. Justin? TC yeah. and Justin, their review was really good, and they brought up a lot of the key points and issues and questions that are hanging out there about you know whether or not there was any gold and if so, who has it and yeah. why. You know, for even for someone who it makes total sense, if you know, the character why he would do something like suicide. But there's also a lot of things that don't seem to make sense with the the narrative of him wanting to take care of these people and yet not setting that up properly and that you know some of it seemed to fit into the planned category, some of it seemed to fit into the impulsive category, but I feel like that was kind of John in a nutshell to yeah, well us. and
2: that yeah, and I think that this idea that this was such an erratic character to begin with, the expectation that it seemed like everybody had that he would have. Mapped all that out. It didn't seem like that jived with what we were being shown. Again, his character didn't really fit into a linear narrative, exactly. But we're right. only seeing what he shows us, yeah, right. What the uh, I can't remember what the host name is. It was like Brian Reed or something. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. But that's just the main thing I had with it is that. And he comes from This American Life, and I used to really, really like This American Life. Yeah. Before it got real political, not mm-hmm. that I don't have any problem with it being political, but I just like the more character-driven stuff, and this was kind of a return to that.
3: Yeah, but you only see what they give you, sure,
2: right? And you know,
3: well, that's the power power of the storyteller. True,
1: you know, and that, that's uh, well, and that goes with any of those. You know, was it last year, year before last, when you had all the you know those great doc- documentaries coming out? You know, making a murder, right? Yeah, serial. Serial, and then what was the one with the dude HBO did? Oh, the Jinx. Jinx, Jinx. Yeah. you know yeah. that one. Robert Durst. Yeah, the Robert Durst story. I mean, and those were all really good, and they did a really good job in making them. But then you also have to remember, they're... Feeding their narrative to a certain direction.
3: Well, there was some controversy, like on Jinx, about them doing some stuff in post-production, too. Yeah. About some of those phone calls and stuff to make... I mean, I haven't seen anything that blatant as far as criticism of S-Town. I mean, I have seen the thing where they they had suggested that it was just completely fabricated. I did
2: see somebody complaining that perhaps some of the audio was done in post-production. Right. I don't know, you know. Yeah. But... I do know that if you've got enough audio that you can edit, you can weave the narrative that you want to weave. And that's not any knock against it. I just think we as a society, and we lose this a lot of times, especially with documentaries, you see it and you just take it as gospel. Right. Or maybe you don't, but the general populace does a lot of times. And we don't have that objectivity to step back and say, well... This is something that somebody worked really hard to create to mold it to their message. Mm-hmm. But all journalism is that to some extent, right? But I think documentaries,
1: for some reason, because it's well, because if it's a good documentary, they're generally more powerful.
3: Yes, than, just, than the written than just a yeah.
1: piece of journalism.
3: Well, it's like when a prosecution and defense like agrees on the fact the facts of the case. But then their description of what happened is so completely different. Right. You know, that the narrative of it is what's so powerful. And with like, with a guy like John, who, I mean, that Brian guy or whatever said, sometimes they would talk for hours and hours at a time. And you, I mean, you could tell just from the audio that was on there, you know, he could say more in 10 minutes than most people said all day. Mm-hmm. Right. So the amount of audio that that guy must have had to go through, I which read
1: it was just. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours.
3: I mean, that part alone to me is a fascinating aspect of the, of these kinds of series of like just the fact that you can, the, the effort it takes to weave such a wonderful story out of this, the amount of work and production and all that that it takes is amazing and editing. But yeah, it's so, when you've got a guy that's offering you so much, you could have, I mean, maybe the main thread would have stayed fairly consistent. But you could have weaved hundreds of side stories out of there, oh, I'm sure.
2: Absolutely. Now, an interesting thing to me, coming from where we come from, I find it, I don't know, puzzling that people opened up to him, the, the guy, the reporter, as much as they did. So you take someone, a Yankee, coming into a small southern
1: town, asking questions after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just seemed... Well, and that's, that's that was going to be my other thing. There's a certain type of people who yes
3: talk to those people. Yes. That's right. And Not it, always the best with the truth kind of people, too. Right.
1: Right. And I thought he did a good job of, to me, portraying Tyler that way. You know, at first, he was real gung... and You know, Tyler was like a new species to him. He didn't right. really know that type right. of person. And then he got to learning more about Tyler and... Like and from the get go, I felt like I had Tyler pegged mm-hmm. for for what he was, right? You know? Which I mean, probably a good dude, but you probably is. don't want him living next door to you, exactly. Right. You know,
3: One, like most of the characters in the story, there was uh, there were complicated figures, and right. every and most people have some kind of an agenda with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reason that they're doing what they're doing, right? And like, it made total sense that John talk to him but like i agree like everybody else there was a question of like this seems you know apart from having an agenda it seems odd that at least early on before you establish any kind of relationship that you would offer up this much information you know
2: and i still have some questions about john and tyler's relationship
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know i don't It never was alluded that there was a sexual nature to it, but I don't know. It just seemed very... Yeah. Like there was more there than met the eye. Yeah. And that was always... I mean, I knew he was gay from the get-go. Because we've certainly known the small town gay man in the South. And he was... There was no doubt. And and I'm sure some people are like, oh, really? Oh, he's gay? What? You know, I was like, no. This is going to be a key element of the story. Now, I did have kind of a problem from a journalistic standpoint, or, or maybe ethical, where even though John never seemed to, at least what we saw, the dialogue, brought that up, and then he goes and talks to his kind it's of boyfriend lover. or whatever, yeah. and then that whole aspect is brought to the light, I don't know that that's what John would have ever kind of signed up for.
3: Right, yeah. if he wouldn't have wanted that much Truly personal information right. shared.
2: So I don't know. That was a uh, that was one of the parts that kind of made me uncomfortable. He
3: that guy was a fascinating character. Though. Know, that
2: guy was his own. I could have you know delved into For his that sure. life story on its own. But that part was kind of like, well, you've you've opened this up, and John certainly you know called down the thunder. But I don't know that he would have expected that piece of it to to right. come to light.
3: Well, that's one. I I do think that the. Brian or whatever his name is that he did a good job of or they did a good job the team of slowly like showing from different perspectives how your your perspective of those characters could change like initially you know you get this initial rush of information kind of a first impression that you get of someone and then as you learn more your impression changes and that kind of thing and like I really felt that like with the cousins yeah you know, your initial thoughts on them is kind of clouded by, you know, Tyler's telling of the story and the information that you're getting from the outside. And then you get some information directly from them right. and then from others, you know, like observant third parties like Brian of the Storyteller mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you you know, I felt my like my understanding of them as people was getting, you know, much more broad, much richer, you know, as the story progressed. Right. Like it was, it was easy to talked
1: about there towards some of the later episodes, how good mama was doing. Yes. Right. Since she'd just gone on a trip to Chattanooga or wherever it was and put on some weight and how, you know. Yeah. It did not sound like John was a good caretaker. No. Beloved mama. At first I was. And that never even dawned on me at the beginning of it.
2: Right. Right. You know.
1: And, well you know, there was no there's nothing the to tip no you lakes. in that
2: direction. Right. You know. <laughs> the first thing I was a little bit concerned how almost like Brian had gone native. Like he'd been sucked in so much by John mm-hmm. and Tyler that his judgment was completely clouded. And it may have been at the time. And I I I was pleasantly surprised when we saw the different perspective about the cousins. Yeah. yeah. Because one of the things that bothered me about the first series of serial was how much she seemed to become enamored to the kid in jail. Uh-huh. Like she really had an emotional bond with him by the end of it. And yeah. that bothered me because I think if you get too close to something, it's easy to get sucked in to the characters and pick a side. Right. And the way it seemed like it was going and is all encompassing as all this conversation had been with John. I certainly got that same feeling in the first couple of episodes. Right. But eventually it turned and it kind of reminded me of the Kurosawa film Rashomon where it's the four different perspectives of the same event. Yeah. It didn't get to that level of detail, but you certainly started to see it from different angles, which it kind of, I was had a bad opinion for a little bit about the style Until they kind of, you know, brought it back and said, well, look at it from this way. So that kind of uh,
3: saved it for me.
2: I enjoyed it thoroughly, but I kind of took it with a grain of salt. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I thought it was a wonderful story. And that, I mean...
1: I mean, anything, I mean, that is Southern goth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and anything in that genre, I'm a sucker for, you know.
3: Yeah. And true or not true, I enjoyed the story. I mean, I don't think the entire thing was fabricated, but... I was I was going into it wanting to be entertained by the story of it, mm-hmm. and, and it that's what I got from it. Yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, people found the maze on the like Google Maps.
3: Yeah, I've seen pictures I've of seen it. Pictures of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. It's only like
2: knee high, you know. Yeah, I was expecting like, you know. No, it's like best maybe thigh, you know. It's right. not. Eventually, if it oh yeah, if it survives, yeah. it would be. But I don't know that it will. I did kind of feel that they really oh. The other thing that bothered me, and whether it was fair or not fair, they really hammered that KKK thing, like really painting the the, The other family. The other family is just like the most racist people on earth without any substantiation except
1: the unfortunate naming. There there was one, that kid, the rich lumberman's kid, there was a quote he had in there that, man, when I heard it, it like, just hit me with a hammer i was like that's the smartest thing i've ever heard somebody like that say and it was brian was interviewing him and he said uh something had happened he'd gotten beat up or something stolen from beat up and his truck stolen or something like that and he said brian asked him how he felt about it or something like that if he was or if he was going to get revenge on the person that did it to him and he's like you know, if, if you're going to live white trash, if you're going to live like white trash and loot and do low-down, dirty shit, you can't get upset when low-down, dirty shit happens to you.
3: Yeah, that was right.
1: true. And and I was like, man, that's... I like that.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're going to live down there, you're going to get dirty. Right. Yeah.
1: And that's... Those people that we've
2: known, that's kind of how the, the code they live by. I mean, yeah. they might get revenge
1: eventually, but... Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. not going to be... you're going to do low-down, dirty shit, you can't get upset when low-down, dirty shit happens to
2: you. Now, a minute ago I said unsubstantiated. There was something about a Facebook post that was
3: really uh, really racist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there
2: was that, but as far as the... the...
3: Well, that guy did say that he'd like to keep the name just how it is. Yeah. You know, that was a little nod to...
2: But it was kind of... They seemed to hammer that, and that seemed to be the least of the story, you know. But uh, yeah, it was a it was good. And I, if that guy ever hits lightning in a bottle again and finds something like that, I, I don't, I don't know that he ever will.
1: Yeah, you know.
2: But I'm sure there's tons of people emailing him and trying to oh, get his absolutely. attention now. After that,
3: I did see a link that I just copied. I guess it was yesterday, and I haven't gone through them. But it was. um I don't remember who it was by, but somebody linked it on Twitter that was like, if you like S town, here's 10 other podcast stories you should listen to. Can you hear me? It was right there at number one. Uh, it was in the top three yeah. for sure, but I want to, I want to check out some of those and see yeah, it. Cause I'm, I'm just fascinated by those way. types of stories, yeah. you know, that like you said, the southern goth is just it all, it, those resonate with all of us. I mm-hmm. think.
2: I'm doing one called D Town. It's going to be about the disappearance of Clay Byington.
3: Yeah, I'm interested. Working I'm on that right Both now. of us are fully willing to be interviewed on that. Yeah, too. Okay.
2: I'll uh, I'll pencil you in. I yeah.
3: want to be I want to be behind the shade with like a, the Tony the Tiger shadow you want when you're talking to modulation? me. Yeah. yeah. You remember those old Kellogg's commercials mm-hmm, where I, the- do. <laughs> I
2: also remember the old uh 2020s where they would be doing that for whistleblowers and stuff. <laughs> you're right. I never talk like that. John Stossel's talking to him. <laughs> yeah.
3: And, and his mustache. And the mustache. We've been
2: big on the mustache jokes.
3: Well, we have I. been. We've been gene shallow I, I think it may have been influenced subconsciously for me by how much uh Offerman I've been watching on Parks and Rec.
2: Yeah. It's a strong mustache. I think I've
3: been mustache. fully swansoned.
2: That the Swanson is strong. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. You know, I've never really grown a mustache, <laughs> Mark. Now you are,
3: have sported the full beard.
2: Yeah, have you I... ever just gone Tom Selleck and just
3: gone with mustache only? No, I sadly had. I, I've sadly had some goatee days. Way, you look at heavy way back when. <laughs> Nothing wrong with goatee. When my goatee was okay. pretty sad. As
2: he's talking with his Billy Goat Gruff. Uh, yeah, silver. I I
3: couldn't do that. <clears throat> uh, mine was pretty sad looking, but. I've never just done the stash. I mean, of course, when I had the big beard, I shaved it into a lot of different, you know. Hitler. Crazy looking stash. He did Sir, the Hitler. I would never. Oh, you know he did the
1: Hitler.
2: Did I the, did the uh, John
3: Waters. Did you do the Irish. Uh, the big mutton chop.
1: What's the beard that the Irish. Where it's not up here, it's just the.
3: Oh, kind of like the Abe Lincoln look. The.
1: Uh, I don't know they what he's a, talking about. They have a contest right out at Shamrock, Texas, everywhere.
3: <laughs> Like, we're going to know a, about a like beard contest in Shamrock. Shamrock. Tell us
1: more. <laughs> there's a documentary about it. <laughs> uh, beard Town. Pretty, pretty fascinating.
3: Uh, B Town. Anyway, You're just making stuff up no, at this it's point.
1: A specific style of beard. I can't think of it right now. Sure.
3: Well, t- no. I guess I didn't do that one. Right. But I've never had just a stash. Yeah. I feel that that's. That's a bold statement. It's bold. You know,
2: that's... I'm surprised... I bet that'll be the next thing. You know, I think the hipster beard's gonna go away, and it's just gonna be the stash. Just the stash. It's my prediction. That's 2017 prediction right there for you.
3: Yeah, beards became a lot less fun when they got all hipster. I do... You know,
2: I see... There's just no manliness to it, just
1: because you got a beard. Yeah. If I can grow I, one, I try it.
3: I, I just like it for the... I mean... It just appeals to me for the laziness factor. Yeah, I mean, not have. Tell you what, not having to shave is nice. Yeah, and you can mark that.
2: Uh, Believe me, I I laid out letting it. Uh, What else we got? We got emails. All right,
1: lay an email on us.
2: Let me back out of this picture of hobo shit, real quick.
1: (laughs) All right, we got one from
2: Fake Bailey J.
1: Hey,
2: long time friend of the show. Actually, we have two from Fake Bailey J, and they're short, so we'll just rapid fire them. The first one is titled, Who You Calling Queer? And it says, I totally had a belt with my name on the back, and I'd totally wear one today, too. (laughs) All Uh, right. So that's... Nice. And her her real name is short and amusing, because it's an odd name. So she could pull it off. Plus, she's all Punky Brewster Punky, you know, but... We, well Is this a western style belt? I would hope it was, which would be even more funny. And then the second one says, Mount that Mountain. And this is in reference to our female comedian episode, which she started the horrible conversation off. Oh yeah, that's right. Gustav Gustav, it's Jerry Blank, damn it. In reference to the character on Strangers to Candy. I laughed out loud so many times in the female musician talk. The excitement and fervor was palpable.
3: Boy. Obviously. Yes. You could have felt it if you were in the room.
2: No mention of Jane, um, was it Wideland of the Go Go's? Come on now. Oh, yeah. That was the one that actually looks like fake Bailey J. Oh. And no, there was no mention. So take that. <laughs> I don't care how hot some musician chick is. If she's a sucky musician, then I have no use. Though if she's a great musician and not that hot, I totally give her a pass. In fact, I probably prefer her more. HSO, which is funny because she does not listen to the tickets, so she threw out the hot sports opinion there. for nice. guests. There are too many things to discuss here, Fake Bailey J.
3: Well, I, I will agree with her that um, being a great artist is definitely a turn on while being terrible is a turn off.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: I think I heard a promo for the Bomb
3: Factory where Nancy Wilson's coming. From Hart? Yeah, I've heard that too. I can't remember if it's bomb. I think Bomb Factory might be right. So I'm gonna see if I can get a hall pass and go try to banger. Oh, yeah. all right.
2: Just you know, report, and it's just her, right? Ann. Just her.
3: No Anne. No Anne. Or is it Anne and no Nancy?
2: Oh, I can't remember. It's the it's the it's the big one. I think that's Anne. Do I have it backwards? Okay, it's backwards.
3: I think it's Anne. I think Nancy's the redhead. Okay,
2: yeah, then it's Anne. Yeah,
3: I think. I don't Maybe
2: know. whichever one's the heavy one. No offense. Let us know how that goes. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Okay. Well,
1: you never know. She might like short guys and overalls. Short guys and overalls. Well,
3: I found one woman that did. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you just uh, lead off with, may I climb you? <laughs> and then just see how it goes from just there? Then you just cue there.
2: the... Uh, no,
3: you... You cue the Swiss music from The Price is Right. Or you remember that little game <laughs> where. The- <laughs> it's good stop It's just. <laughs> oh, Lord. Going crazy on her. Oh, well, I get the little Swiss hat. Oh, yeah. A little
2: uh, feather sticking off <laughs> of there it. There you go. Oh, Not a
3: Turkey feather.
1: Not a turkey
2: feather. No.
3: Barracuda feather. Barracuda feather.
1: <laughs> All
2: right. We got another email here. Let's
1: see.
3: We support you, Fake Bailey J. No matter what Gus says. Now,
2: this is from a new listener. Okay, mm-hmm. a new female listener. Oh, well,
3: finally, Mom.
2: I think we have maybe four now. Maybe it's
3: about our quota.
2: And this one is going back into the back catalog.
3: Oh, Uh-oh. sorry about That's that. It's a good catalog.
2: Listen, and this is titled "Heavy." Yes. <laughs>
3: I'm glad. we're no look there. at look at the smile on his face. Uh, now.
1: Well, because I'm the pride. No, just it's it's worried. Why
3: are you else. standing?
1: It's it's nervous smile. Listening to
2: Chinatown, honey buns, and a future bush crisis. My husband and I just had dinner with my parents, and I wore a huge turquoise slab necklace. Came <laughs> up with a shirt idea. All I wanted it to say is beer turquoise heavy hey i like that <laughs> we share the love of good turquoise accessories and well who doesn't love beer there you go gustav that's who beer always awesome. enjoy listening while we are in the car passes the time so quickly and i laugh so hard thanks for that y'all much love bye little ranch wife
3: well well little ranch wife welcome into the fold i'll be so how about that I'm a B. new
2: female list
3: that is B. a good idea for a shirt too yeah, yeah. i'll work on that Absolutely. You, I have seen you heavily turquoised.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've got that stuff packed away. <laughs>
3: That's unfortunate. Part, part of your pulled,
1: prepper kit. hadn't
2: pulled that out in a while. <laughs> well, I'm going to use this to barter in the post-apocalyptic
3: economy. That's right. Got to have something to
1: trade. Trade beads and turquoise and silver. Yeah. Little, some some silver
2: uh, squash blossoms yeah, on each side of your turquoise medallion.
3: Absolutely. Well, you melt that down? Have some turquoise tipped arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: think tur- it'd
3: be hard to melt turquoise. I think Heavy can pull it off. Look right, at him. So,
2: in his foundry skills. <laughs> right. Yeah. He, he's well known in metalworking circles. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. We used to call him the big cauldron. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, amazingly, we have uh, apparently. Got and kept a new female listener. I think that's the big
1: story there. That's pretty amazing that she hadn't been uh, too offended to tune back in.
2: Well, we, m- we might get an email of it if she's going through the fullback catalog. Oh, okay. That's true. She may get offended at some point.
3: May we suggest some episodes you skip?
2: Yes. Some severely skippable episodes. Now, this brings up an interesting thing. So, you know, we're the little podcast that could. Over the last year, we've gathered quite a few new listeners, and which we're thankful for, and I do some rudimentary, I don't know, marketing of us, and I've noticed an interesting uptick in our listenership. Mm. Now, last month, we
3: had about
2: a tenth of our downloads came from parts outside the U.S.
3: Uh Uh-oh. Shit.
2: The U.S. was the number one location. It would be funny if it wasn't. Yeah, that'd be super funny. We had over a hundred and something downloads from Japan. Uh-oh. What? And then about 60 from Germany last month.
3: Now we're talking
1: servicemen. <laughs> it's people in the military.
2: Maybe. I mean, we That's get every once be. in a while, we'll get an odd download from...
1: Uzbekistan. Weird...
2: Sometimes. Sometimes strange Nordic countries. You know, just every once in a while, there'll
3: be something. This was, this was not linked to our WW2 series? Well, if they
2: did, they went through, and we haven't done a WW2 series <laughs> yet on City of Gustav, but <laughs> I I can't... I mean, somebody from these foreign countries is going back and listening to lots of episodes from the past. Hmm. Lots. Ich bin ein, can you hear me? Yes. So, if you are listening to us from somewhere outside of Texas... Email us. Email us and just yes. let us know why, who you are, if we can come to your house. If you need help. Yes, if you're being held, <laughs> we can have our own Ross Perot-esque... Uh, military force. Military force to yeah. go break you out of wherever you're at. But that's just blown me away. That is strange. Cause Man, over the, over sake the, to me. <laughs> 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 over the last year, we would get one or two every once in a while. But this has just been a big... Hmm more than Japan just Japan and office. Germany we're Nothing huge in Belgium I'd, I'd have to go back but the last month it was one it two and three was US Japan and Germany huh. and not just a couple it was you know over 130 I think from Japan
3: that reminds me we will be doing a remote in Burma next month <laughs> <laughs> there's they're opening a metal mushroom out there <laughs> right. we will be there
2: we'll be there at a uh...
3: look for heavy at the valet stand
2: right yes
1: I'll be directing vehicles. The uh, Yeah, that is that is very interesting.
2: So I'm I'm genuinely, I want to hear from our foreign listeners, because I'm fascinated by
1: yeah, this. Yeah, I, I would, especially being in Japan and Germany, I'm I'm leaning betting, towards it's some type of servicemen. Yeah, yes. from military But I do post
2: on some of the podcasting subreddits when it's like the weekly episodes. So you maybe. need to
1: stay off some of those sites. That's where it's coming from.
2: We want to grow the brand internationally. Well, I think you've been hacked. Well, the general's friend and I talked about that, and I don't know that there's any kind of automatic, because like our website, we get hits from all kind of crazy places, but I know that's just typical. Just bot stuff. Bot stuff. But I don't know that there are podcast bots downloading episodes.
3: Speaking of podcast bots, I can't remember if I asked y'all about this already, but did y'all know that the fake, Freddie Mercury is still delivering pizzas in our hometown? I did not know Are that. Are you serious? I was there like I saw him about 2 months ago. I was at I was sitting in a Brookshire's parking lot and I saw a pizza delivery car pull up and park over there cuz there's a pizza place right over there. Mhm. And him get out of the car. First of all, he doesn't age. He looks the exact same. And second of all, I was like he has to be getting close to the record for the longest time spent delivering pizzas. I mean, we're talking about the, the guy little that,
1: dude with the mustache.
3: Yeah, the guy that looks exactly like, like Freddie right. Mercury, yeah, okay. that guy. Yeah. Like old Freddie Mercury, right. that, not dead Freddie. Right. That worked at a number of different pizza places yeah. when we were growing up. Yeah. Well, he is still in the pizza industry. He still have that uh, little red
1: Chevy car?
3: No. Nah, maroon? I mean, shit, that would have been. No, this wasn't a. I'm trying to remember. I think it was like an old beat up Oldsmobile or something he was rocking. But. Same guy. I mean, that makes. Because how far back can you remember when he was working at a pizza place? How young were we? Shit, junior high. Yeah, I'd say
1: yeah, Late 12. 80s.
3: So I mean, 11, he has 12. to be. He has to be at least thirty years into a pizza 30 career. Year
1: pen here before long, do what? Be getting his thirty
3: year pin here right. before long.
2: Well, it hadn't always been for the same place. Though.
3: No, and this was a new place. This was. Uh, this was Domino's. There's a Domino's there? Yeah, which we didn't even have growing up. Yeah, there's
2: up. a Domino's there.
3: Huh, I didn't know that.
2: But, I mean... Over by the the new location of the old grocery store? Oh, that's right, that's right,
1: that's right. That's that,
3: right. I mean, that's why, like, well, as soon as I saw him, I was like, A, I can't believe this guy still works in pizza, B, he looks exactly this... And then I was thinking, well, could he have had a son... <laughs> that is now old enough to know nope, it has to be him. Yeah, looks the exact same. Dude is still rocking those pizzas. Well, maybe he's stuck in some kind of pizza time loop. Like it's, or maybe the pizzas are keeping him young. Maybe. maybe it's pizza primer. Might be, might be.
1: Speaking of new things in our hometown, I've picked up somewhere that there is a motorcycle gang that has set up shop on the outskirts of town. Have you like heard a any? real
3: one. Or supposedly just like a, We've a, got our own jackets No supposedly it's A real one Huh I bet I know what side of town It's on It's
1: on the outskirts Of the west side of town Oh okay I haven't Um In affiliation with the banditos Oh really Supposedly it's Probably a bunch of old dudes Did and, yeah. you get this from, from your historical
3: guy That you text every day right. And but have coffee with
1: Citation No Wasn't him <laughs> Wasn't him yeah. Well, that's interesting, the uh, the downloads.
2: Well, you know, going back to your uh, motorcycle gang, the motorcycle gang movie was a bigger player a long time ago. And that was always a strike fear, you know, like, oh, the mm-hmm. motorcycle gang hits the town. Yeah, rapes right. everybody and tears everything up. Because you had that in the 60s. You had that with the original Mad Max in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of, and you had it probably in like lots of, a team and Incredible Hulk episodes, right? And then that just goes away, and now we got Son of Anarchy, and people are pulling for him.
1: Yeah, you know. And you got—I asked a dude the other day. He was talking about his This guy's in sales or something like that, and he was, fixing to buy a uh, wearing his colors. He's fixing. He'd been looking at Harley's. he was going to buy a Harley, and I was like, really? No, 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 no. He used to do some work for the Har- Harley dealership here in dallas and was talking about the majority of uh the money that harley davidson makes it's off merchandise yeah yeah not off bikes you know it's and uh he was like i'm gonna get one one of these days and i was like i've never had any fascination with motorcycles at all At, at at all just never have and uh I started laughing, I said, "You know this guy I used to work with, you know suit and tie kind of guy I said, this fits right into what you're telling me about the merchandise thing. He bought a bike, him and his wife would ride on the weekends, you know, and of course, they buy you no know, telling how many thousands of dollars, yeah, worth of biker gear, oh yeah,
3: you know, to keeping it real, so
1: toodle around on far to market roads of North Texas right. I'm like dude you're you're a vice." loan officer you're not a biker lose lose the leather pants and the jacket yeah you know
2: we um the kids had were taking piano lessons a long time ago and they would have the little recital you know and you'd go and sit and the the old lady that was doing the piano lessons she only had maybe like seven Two lo- or eight what okay go ahead she only had about seven or eight students so okay. that wasn't a big thing and you knew who most of the people belonged to you know there well I was laughing. I may have sent you a picture. There was a row in front of me. The grandparents had come. And these were not old grandparents. They were probably late 50s. Mm -hmm. They come to the recital wearing their Harley shirts. All right. And these are not white trash. These are probably, you know, middle class. Like a $50 t-shirt. Yeah. On Saturday afternoon, wearing their Harley shirts. I was like, come on, you know, give it a rest. Right. Now, like you, I remember back in the day when the only people that had Harleys were not bankers. Yeah. I remember us sitting in the middle of the biker gang at a Leonard Skynyard concert. Mm-hmm. A good well, the only of-
3: Harleys we saw were not new by any means. Oh, no. No. They were I mean, I knew- barely running. I knew th-
1: three guys in town that had Harleys when we were growing up, and only one of them was semi respectable.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. none of them then, were guys you'd want if to mess you were, with
1: if you were you know
2: not on the on the wrong side of the law the guys that had motorcycles either had like gold wings yeah or something else but nobody had harleys back mm-hmm. then unless you were really a bad hombre Yep. so it's interesting to see how that's totally shifted yeah i could only imagine how much money off merchandise merchandising there oh was. man
3: well, and it's become so big, like in DFW and the big cities and all the suburbia and everything. I mean, it's, yeah, they're make, I'm sure they're making a killing.
2: Yeah, I got no interest in it at all. No, me yeah, either. Not at all. All right, well, if you're from somebody, someplace outside of Texas, please let us know. And if you are a female listener, don't get offended at certain episodes. It's all in good fun. Totally good fun.
3: And hit us up on Twitter.
2: Hit us up email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com and I guess we'll talk to you later adios
3: bye
0: ready for weird stiff traditional
3: frontier dancing fuck yes
0: you've who long for love You mustn't all despair There's a secret you should know To capture the hearts of the fair You may not have the looks You may not have the dash But you'll win yourself a girl If you've only got a mustache A mustache, a mustache If you've only got a mustache Or uglier than sin, all the ladies shot you out. You're wondering how to get in. Well, here is my advice for how to make a splash. You can have your pick of gals if you've only got a mustache. A mustache, a mustache. If you've only got a mustache a mustache, a mustache. a mustache, a mustache, a mustache. Big mustache, thick mustache. My mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. I can't help it. I haven't been this scared since I was mugged by Gene Shalit. Don't panic, Room. I'm not going to William Hurt you. I only want your Tango and Cash. So just pay it forward, and we'll all be happy Gilmore. What? At World Class Championship Wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Salady. Good night from Dallas, Texas.